You're listening to the RUV English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is slash English. Welcome to the Roof English Podcast. I'm Darren Adam. Thanks very much for your company. I'm back in my favourite place in Iceland, which is Borganes. And I'm here to talk comedy because we haven't addressed... I think we've addressed fun on the podcast, but maybe not comedy specifically. So let's remedy that today. I'm with Jess and Dan here in Borganes. And you both have big plans for comedy. Dan, I want to start with you because you are a comedian. We're recording this on a, a Monday afternoon. You are, in fact, doing a gig in a couple of hours in in Reykjavik. Tell me about your comedy. Well, the comedy that I do, I mostly do stand-up comedy. And uh, I kind of, I, I mean, I for uh, several years, I've been doing a lot of what I call awareness comedy. So I, so I do a lot of jokes about uh, my experiences with Tourette syndrome and depression and all kinds of other uh, like the shopping list of disorders that I've been diagnosed with. Um, and, uh, uh, so I most, I mostly do that. I also talk of course about, uh, being a foreigner in Iceland yeah, because, yeah. uh, being, yeah, so I was getting a, a hint of an accent. Yeah. Oh, I, I could talk like an Icelander, but it gets very tiring. Uh, no, no, I, I like, uh, I've done a lot of jokes about the Icelandic language and, and, and how, when you, literally translated it's the most cavemanish thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> like uh how are you i good it's uh or i say all good yes that's how it is i had an email from my friend some years ago and he signed it his name is einar and google translate translated his name so apparently oh. the equivalent of einar is jeff <laughs> <laughs> i just i one of, one of my favorite translations though is is uh which is uh, which is a raccoon, but in ice, but when you translate that, it's laundry bear. <laughs> and it's, it's so I love that they named they named a, a, an animal that they don't have in Iceland after another animal that they don't have in Iceland. <laughs> I went up to the Avis desk once and I thought I was going to be really confident and say, I have a reservation. I said, yeah, which literally means I have reservations about this. Yeah. <laughs> so I was walking up to a stranger and saying, I've got my doubts, you know, I'm not sure about this. Anyway, so back to the comedy and Jess, we'll, we'll bring you in, in, in a couple of minutes. But the comedy that you do, it's in English then. Yeah, so we do. Um, so so uh, in, in 2018, uh, a couple friends and I, we actually opened the first and only comedy club in Iceland, which sadly during COVID uh, shut mm, down. Mm. But um, we've always tried to build an English language stand-up scene. And one of the main reasons is because if we all do comedy in, in Icelandic, which of course is so easy. Uh, no, but if we, if we were to all do uh, comedy in Icelandic, we can only ever perform in Iceland. And not everything is translatable to, to English. Yeah. So we As we just discovered. Right. Yeah. So we, we realized that, that like if, if we were to get everyone doing comedy in English, not only can all the Icelanders understand it, uh, the tourists can also enjoy it. Mm. And also if those comedians end up go getting, you know, really good and start traveling, they can do all of their sets that they've written in any country that they go to. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it's it's really made a huge difference doing it this way. Okay. Now, Jess, you're collaborating with Dan on, I think, as you put it to me, creating a more sort of stable, yeah. sustainable then, shall we yeah. say, comedy scene in Iceland. So what's your involvement? 
Um, so basically my background has been through production. Um, I co-founded the Fringe Festival out here in Reykjavik, which just finished its fifth year. We're going into, they're going into their sixth year. I've stepped away from the project, but now I'm getting to do other things. So I met Dan in 2018 when he premiered his show, My Voices Have Tourette's, and came on as the manager because I just think the work that they're doing is absolutely incredible. And, and we had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you now? No. <laughs> but um, it's been a really fun adventure to kind of see how the scene in mm. Iceland is developing and where the gaps are. So we're trying to yeah. fill those gaps so that the stand-up comedians who are performing in English will have stages and it's not closed off to folks yeah. who want to perform in languages other than Icelandic. Yeah. So this way we get more diversity, more representation and... Bringing in projects like My Voices Have Tourette's and Squeak, which is Dan's solo show, it sheds a light on the fact that we can address issues not just in our typical in-the-box ways. You can yeah. address social and mental, all kinds of issues that we face through yeah. arts, through comedy. And it's a way that we can connect people and show that, you know, while these things are serious, it's also pretty funny. Yeah. So learning how to have that understanding amongst people where you've got someone laughing mm. and suffering yeah. how does that work and challenging that in iceland is a really interesting thing to watch well i want to come back to i think it's the jump in festival that you're yeah. planning for february of mm -hmm. next year in just a couple of minutes but dan just on that language point again when you are in iceland and presumably there are icelanders who come to the show because it's mm -hmm. icelanders that live here who speak icelandic do they respond, do you think, as as well as native English speakers would to comedy in English? Yeah, I, th I think I think they just respond to different references. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I, oh, Icelanders learn English from a young yeah, or a young yeah. age. They the, the I mean, everything they watch in Netflix is in English, <laughs> too, just with subtitles also in English, just in case they didn't catch it. And uh, I I mean, I've noticed I have the only thing that that I find is different is when I'm performing for tourists, mm. so I I switch the topics that I talk about. Mm. Because, so like, I mean, I mean, if I were to go on stage and start talking with this accent, then, of course, Icelanders are going to be like, oh, it's it's one of them stupid foreigners. I got y'all. But, when, <laughs> when but when, I, when I perform for people from Texas, for example, they go, okay, that's too close to home. <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. so it's, there's little things that, I, that I'll switch up based on, on who is in the audience, but Icelanders, they, I mean, they get comedy, they yeah, laugh yeah, at comedy, yeah, yeah. and, uh, yeah. So what brought you both here, then, to Iceland? I should get into that, I suppose, <laughs> too. Uh, sounds like there's some comedy uh, waiting for me in that answer. It's always a person. <laughs> no, no one, no one, no one, for, like, for, like, I moved from California, no one just goes, you know what would be great is leaving all this great weather for Iceland. Uh, yeah, yeah, I moved, I moved here with my ex-wife. And uh, after we got uh, divorced, like the original idea was we were just going to be here for a year. Yeah. Yeah, and then we were going to move back to L.A. But then, then we uh, we were here for uh, I, we got divorced after two years. And then I just uh, I fell in love with this place. So I just stayed. And yeah, I mean, the summers they're they're something. But they're I mean, it's it's not as bad as as people make it out to be. It's quite nice. Yeah. 
No, I, well, I mean, I'm someone who really enjoys the Icelandic winter. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the summer. I've, <laughs> I've, got the, I've got the blinds up on the window right now for the next few months. Jess, what was your journey to Iceland? Yeah, another ex. <laughs> not the same one, but... Um, yeah. Been wild. Yeah. Are you the cause of my divorce? Maybe. <laughs> um, I'll tell you, I'd come to that show. <laughs> another idea. No! <laughs> um, the new version of Jerry Springer. Yeah. It's, it's just foreigners living in Iceland yeah. who somehow ended up with the same person. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, my ex-husband and I have two kids together and we moved out here when the kids were two years old and three months old because someone asked me in the States, like, why don't you live in Iceland? And I couldn't think of a good reason. <laughs> um, I can think of like 20. <laughs> um, it was, if you phrase the question that way around, it's more challenging. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah. And like we were, it's, it wasn't easy being in New York. We had two young kids, didn't have family support. So we moved out here to be closer to his family schools are significantly cheaper. I could go back to university without having the rest of my life in debt. Yeah. So um, we moved out here and it's the only place I've been to in the world that feels like home. Really? Yeah, yeah. so I came out here and unexpectedly ended back up in the arts, which I didn't plan on. I, I was ready to quit the arts to become a respectable day job person. <laughs> and um, yeah, no, now I'm very immersed in the arts here instead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there is across the entirety of the country, such creativity. We've obviously touched on this a great deal. For such a small country numerically in terms of population, 360,000 people, music is obviously massively well represented. Literature is obviously massively well represented. Film we've talked about. You think comedy is part of that as well? Is it an area where the country punches above its weight? I think so, because given that it's such a small country as a whole, like you're thinking small town US, this is like a tiny little town in the US, but there are so many comedians and events going on. Mm. And I think it's really interesting to see how it's growing because 30% of the population now is foreign born. Mm. So the fact that you've got a thriving Icelandic scene and now a growing English and other language scene, I've heard of some uh, events in Polish that are happening yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So like seeing that actually coming out and into the culture, I think it's going to have a really huge impact both on the content that's being created here and the views of the locals on how they see it because a lot of there's a lot of uh, give and take with the how real is art in Iceland and what makes something a real art event and can comedy be art and if it's in English is it art if they're foreign and they're visiting then yes that's art but if they're not foreign if they're not visiting and they are yeah. foreign, then it's maybe not art. Yes. Well, I think, I think the interesting thing that I've noticed is that Icelanders, because Iceland is such a small country, it Iceland is a very, it's, a, it's like, a, I call it a piggybacking society, where it's like someone does something and it works, and then everyone goes, okay, we're going to capitalize on this, it's working. But it, in, the, in the arts, it's been such a beautiful thing, because I've noticed, like, like uh, oh, so when I moved to Iceland, uh, Around that time, it was 2015, and uh, some of the comedians had started doing some open mics, which was never really a thing in Iceland. Yeah. I mean, in Iceland, if you wanted to do stand-up comedy, you basically went to a bar, said, hey, can I plug in a mic for a little bit and do, and do 30 minutes? It, like, I mean, there were, com there were people who had never done comedy in their life doing 30-minute sets, yeah. and that was their first time. And, and the thing is then – but then like uh, Gislion and, and a couple others, like they were doing uh, – uh, some open mics and I noticed like since then it's been this uh, no, this massive rise of this idea of like wait we can actually do this I mean like I mean we've never had we can do this 
And it, it's been really nice to see, it, well, like, like, uh, like younger Icelanders will come into an open mic and been, been like, I've, I've been wanting to try stand up my entire life. I just didn't know that there was, like, I didn't know I could do this in Iceland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, regardless of the language, I think, th- I think the, and I noticed that with music as well as, like, the bigger uh, the uh, Icelanders get, uh, like, outside the world or outside the world, <laughs> outside. I mean, Iceland. Is, Give it time. Yeah, Iceland is the center of the world. Uh, no, it's like the, as soon as you get outside of Iceland and you become big as an Icelander, everyone else goes, wait, we can, we have a chance. We can yeah, do yeah. something. We yeah. can make something really cool. Yeah. And what they do with it is astounding. Yeah. Part of why I love being involved in the stand-up scene and the art scene in Iceland is because if you just say like, yes, let's do that, <coughs> people will jump. People will do great things and cre- create amazing events and content. Mm. And I just mm. love seeing it develop and how it's changing over time so like dan's also starting to do um drag comedy so not just regular stand-up comedy not just activism comedy but also now drag comedy which is going to change the very specific scene in iceland and i'm really excited to see how that goes and changes over time well and also i did did also want to i did want to mention and and like not to toot our own horns or anything <laughs> but i mean i've also noticed like because of the show that i we did for a while my voice is at tourette's i mean because of that show i st- i've noticed more people talking about stuff yeah. like in, ter- in terms of mental health neurodiversity and disability huh, i've noticed more people starting up conversations about about like being open about this stuff because they realize even though we're joking about our personal experiences we're getting that conversation started. And that's the powerful thing about comedy yes. is that com- comedy, it doesn't have to be political. It doesn't have to be, you know, the same st- stuff we've heard, you know, for hundreds of years. It, it can actually have that powerful uh, motion uh, or like idea of, of starting a conversation that should have been talked about a long time ago. Yeah. And I know that you're very passionate about inclusivity and yeah. diversity in comedy. Does that come from your own experiences? I mean, <laughs> so, like, my voice is up to rats. That show started because I was frustrated that no one would book me. <laughs> like, literally, I was, <laughs> I, w- I, was, I was so annoyed. I was watching all my friends getting booked for shows after show. And I was just like, guys, I'm here. And they're just like, we'll get you on next time. And then there was no next time. Once, I actually, like, there was a show that was going really well. And then they were like, okay, damn, we'll get you on the next show. And then, and then the show... Mm. That they did before that one, that was the last one. Oh no. oh, no. And so I was just like, you know what? Fine. I'm just going to start my own opportunity and because it's, it's a mentality I learned from L.A. If you're not getting booked, make your own booking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I oh, so I got I, I talked to my friend Elva, who also has Tourette syndrome. And I was like, do you want to do a show about having Tourette syndrome? Well, we'll do stand up comedy. We both talk about it in comedy. We'll do it for the Fringe Festival. It was the first Fringe Festival that year. And I was, uh, and she was just like, absolutely. And then I thought, you know what? Let's get our friend Hannah on uh, on this. She talks about her experiences with schizophrenia. Yeah. We can get some mental neurodiversity there. <laughs> and uh, before before we knew it, we just started getting so many yeah. people interested in this. And what's interesting, I think, is that Tourette's and schizophrenia are subjects about which people will make cruel jokes from a position of not understanding. Okay. So you're, you're taking ownership of it, I think, aren't you? Well, it's also, I, I mean, when, when you sound like you swallowed a rubber duck, you have to be optimistic. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you, I don't really have a choice. I have to joke about it. But, yeah. but it, I think the thing is that oh, I've started learning because I, there have been people that have said they're offended on my behalf 
by something that someone else says about me. Right. And then I go, go to them and I'm like, well, what did they say? And then they say it and I'm like, okay, it's a little funny. <laughs> <laughs> because most of the time when people make these jokes, I don't get offended because they're just lazy. Yeah, and yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not really changing anything. Like it's not making more people start doing this because people were already doing all of the. It's it's one joke that people do about Tourette syndrome, and it's it's about a population of like ten percent of us that yeah, have that yeah, tick. Yeah. And well, like with schizophrenia, it's the same thing. People only really know it as hearing voices, but there's so much more to it, mm-hmm. and oh, that's why like it, it's. It's interesting when when we did the first show and people came up to us afterward going, I didn't know there was so much to this stuff. And we're, we're just like, yeah, if, if, if you want, like, we're open books. We're happy mm-hmm. to talk about it. And then we, we had conversations with people that afterward, like, they started correcting their friends mm-hmm. because they were just like, no, 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 I saw this show. That's, that's not true. And I was just like, we did our job. And I, I think one of the really cool things is that um, because in addition to Tourette's and schizophrenia, there's also comedians who talk about autism, about ADHD, yes. anxiety. So basically a whole bunch of things that a whole bunch of people are dealing with. And going into things like depression and anxiety is something that I'd never seen beyond like, you know, oh, I, dr- I was so depressed, I drank myself stupid. Like yeah. we've all seen that. But to have people make comedy around these very mundane everyday situations like putting on socks <laughs> and, that was a great bit yeah and so like getting that and realizing like oh wow so not only is that something you can talk about it's normal it's happening yes, more than yes. we think and hey this can be a conversation it doesn't have to be something i'm hiding away and being ashamed of yeah. it's giving people a space where they can exist as they are without having to mask at all times now we're in the home of the artist michelle bird here today <laughs> yes. in in borgonese and i know we mentioned the jump in festival you're collaborating with her on that yes. next february yes. and that's about audience participation that's about audiences being involved in the performance yeah. not passively yeah. i guess yeah, um, basically it's bringing immersive events to a smaller town in Iceland. I've got a background in running immersive theater, immersive cinema, and basically doing events where the audience doesn't just sit and watch, yeah. but is a part of the show, creates the show. Um, my background is in improv theater, so that's where my root comes in, and it's just how can we make people learn yeah. to participate and be a part of the art because there's a very large disconnect, especially in Iceland, I find, between artists and viewers. And Is that because everyone's an artist, maybe? I don't know, because a lot of people will say, in Iceland, I find people will say, that's not real art. Oh, okay. And there's a big (laughs) feeling of, oh, that's not real art. And I want to challenge that. I want to give anyone who wants a mic to have a mic like that was my motto through all of the fringe festival and the productions i put on is do you need a mic it doesn't matter what you're creating how you're creating it what can we do to facilitate that and so that was the idea behind jump in is to come out to borgenes where people are creative we see the creativity in the people michelle teaches at the local schools with the local community and everybody has this passion yeah. But there are so few offerings to actually do something with that. So we want to come in and encourage people to get the paintbrush in their hand, to get up on stage, to dress up in a costume, to learn how to use a camera instead of just watching other people do it and waiting for someone to say, you know, this is how you do it. Just saying, no, what do you want to do? Let's figure it out. Dan, as we said, you, as we sit here on Monday afternoon, mm-hmm. you're on stage in Reykjavik in less than two hours. Mm-hmm. Even on Icelandic time, we're going to have to let you go. I think. <laughs> 
I mean, I mean, it, it is it is the life I chose. It's the life I didn't choose, but I, I stuck with it. It chose it's, you. It's, 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 it's the life you have, certainly. Yeah, isn't it? yeah but uh, yeah, I'm I'm doing a, a, a variety open mic tonight, um, hosting it. Um, but and I'm actually not doing comedy tonight. I'm mm-hmm. going to be doing uh, percussive guitar. Okay. Um, I some uh, when I do the variety open mics, I like to play some of the music I've written and give everyone else the stage to do anything they want to do, whether it's comedy, music. We've got several several people doing poetry. Um, there was one person who got in touch with me who might want to do burlesque at the next one. Um, so we're gonna have a whole ton of. Of, of things going on with that sure. okay so we can if we need to contact either of you to get more information about any of this that's all going to be on the yeah. uh, on the page that mm-hmm. accompanies this right we should let you go dan thank you very much jess thank you very much as well and this sounds like a story that we will follow and i dare say we'll be back here in february as yeah. part of that festival if, if not before and i we mentioned and michelle she's going to be a guest on the on the podcast shortly as well just check out comedy in iceland on facebook and, and instagram we also have comedy in iceland.com and we have i i personally make uh schedules with every single comedy show i can find in iceland every single month so you can see all all the things that are happening right there fantastic well thank you very much indeed this is the Rove english podcast and i'm darren adam get in touch anytime with us we are english at ruv.is ruv.is you can find us on twitter and on facebook as well you're listening to the Rove english podcast to hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is English.